friends. You're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and thank you for tuning again in again this week. If you are enjoying this podcast and you are enjoying the information that you're getting from the podcast, I would so greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. That helps me to move up the iTunes chart so that more people find the podcast and more people are able to get that help on Etsy that they are wanting. I want to spotlight a recent review that I received. This review comes from Choke Cherry Hill, which sells beautiful handmade quilts on Etsy. Everything from table runners to wall hangings, baby quilts, and full-size quilts. She writes, so glad I found this podcast. Lauren is easy to listen to and doesn't make learning complicated. Looking forward to more podcasts from her. Thank you so much for those sweet words, and I am so glad that you're finding this podcast helpful and easy to implement. If y'all are looking for handmade quilted items, check out Choke Cherry Hill on Etsy. And if you're listening today and you want to be in the spotlight review, leave me a review on iTunes and be sure to leave your shop name and you may be selected for that spotlight. So let's go ahead and dive right into our topic today. And that topic is email lists. How do we use them? How do we build them? How do we build our sales on Etsy from them? And how the heck do we even get started? I recently got asked about email lists in my Facebook group, and I told the person that asked it that it was too in-depth of a question to answer right there on a Facebook post, but I would be sure to get it into a podcast, so that's kind of where this started, and here we are. You have probably heard the advice to start an email list in order to promote your products because you don't own the promotional space on social media or even on Etsy itself. And advice about building an email list usually kind of centers around the idea that no matter what happens, your Instagram account is shut down or you're banned from Facebook or your Etsy shop is closed or everybody's algorithm everywhere changes and all of a sudden you're not found in the search anymore, you have the ability to advertise to your customers through your email list and to promote to your email list in a way that you really can't do on any other platform. And you also have more control over what you're doing on your email list. It's really the only platform that you own completely, although there are certainly still rules to follow with email marketing. Another advantage to email marketing is that you have the direct attention of your audience right there in their inbox. I know that so many of us say that we hate getting emails or we get way too many emails or that it's annoying to be sold to in an email But over and over and over again, studies show that email marketing is the most effective way of marketing. Whether or not we say that we hate opening promotional emails, they still put the shop at the forefront of our minds. We open them and we often click through to buy. Email marketing also gives us the added advantage of knowing our customers better. 
When we know who they are by knowing what they're opening, what kind of deals are enticing to them, and what they're interested in based on their replies or their clicks or what they're actually purchasing, we can better cater our products and our offers to that person. So email marketing can really help us to hone in on our customer and figure out the future direction of our shop. But before we dive into all of the ins and outs of email lists for an Etsy shop, I do want to go ahead and say that this method of marketing is not for the beginner shop owner. If you are just getting started or you haven't even opened up an Etsy shop yet, starting and trying to build an email list will be totally overwhelming to you, especially if you're starting from scratch and have no experience with email marketing. Similar to my episode about blogging, episode number 12, there's absolutely nothing wrong with email marketing, and I don't not recommend it, but it isn't something that you need to dive into right off the bat. There is a process for building and marketing your Etsy shop, and if this was a college course, I would say that email marketing is the 102 level, or maybe 202, I guess, is how it works. If you're in Etsy 101 space right now, you're a freshman and you're just getting started in your gen ed classes, don't worry about email marketing for the moment. There is a time and a place for things. And when you are at the beginning of your Etsy journey or your journey as an entrepreneur selling on Etsy, this is not something that you need to worry about implementing because there's a lot of other strategies that you need to be working on. And I don't want you to fall into the trap of working on something before you really need to be working on it because it becomes sort of paralyzing to people. Like they get so overwhelmed by all of the things that they don't know about these upper level techniques that they feel like they can't even take any action to move forward on the more simple things or even to just get started. Okay, so that being said, we're going to assume that you have been selling on Etsy for a little while and you want to build an email list because you think it will help you to build a community of followers and buyers and to increase your repeat sales because that's really the people that we're targeting with an email list is our repeat buyers. The first thing that you need to do in order to build that email list is to figure out how to get people on your list to begin with. This is called your opt-in offer, and it is what entices people to opt in to your email list. I have heard advice in the past that says that you should offer something other than a coupon for your opt-in offer because a coupon or a discount is going to attract a different kind of buyer, more like a bargain shopper or somebody that's just looking for a deal. The only reason they're opting in or the only reason they're buying from you is because they get money off and they'll never buy again. However, I actually have some experience with this, and I will tell you from my experience that the offer that I created, and I think that this is probably the case with a lot of people, just was not enticing enough to get people to opt in when there was no immediate financial incentive or reward. And I think it is extremely difficult to figure out what kind of opt-in offer that's not a coupon or a discount would be... um, incentive enough to opt in, especially now because people do get so many emails. I spent a ton of time and quite a bit of money having this whole different thing created for me to have this opt-in offer that was not a coupon, and it was not time or money well spent. 
I had a graphic designer that I worked with create some nursery printables to be able to offer to my customers since I sell monogrammed baby gifts and monogrammed nursery items. I think I ended up with about 20 different images that people would be able to opt into this offer and get access to this whole library of nursery printables that coordinated with my most popular monogrammed nursery items at the time, which were birth cloth sets. Like I said, I was working with a graphic designer to design these images and have them made into high-resolution format so people could opt in and they could download them and print them off from their home computer and they would be really cute nursery art to hang in their nurseries. And they were really, really cute. I ended up offering them to my very small email list that I had at the time. And then I also offered them on my Etsy shop to opt in to build my email list up. I literally never had a single person opt in with these nursery printables, even though they really were cute. I don't know why. They were really on trend and matched to the products that were selling really well in my shop, and therefore I assumed well matched to my dream customer as well, and the people who were buying the products should have been interested in the same color scheme, same designs, and all of that. But it just wasn't effective, and it ended up being a total waste of time and money. I then decided to go with what works. There's a reason why a lot of e-commerce stores, like all of the stores that you sign up for their email list, offer a coupon and a discount to opt in. So I changed up my offer to go with 10% off of their purchase if they opted in. And I 10x'd my email list within about the next year. I didn't have a huge number of uh, people on my email list to begin with, so it's not like I ended up with like 100,000 subscribers or anything, but I still had a lot of growth. It wasn't life-changing numbers, but a really solid increase. So I would highly recommend that you target your opt-in offer surrounding either a flat amount off of their purchase price or a percentage off of their purchase price or... I would used to have said free shipping, except Etsy's kind of changed the rules around free shipping, so that's not going to be as effective anymore. But I would definitely um, offer some sort of discount or financial incentive for them to opt into the email list. I want to go off on a little tangent for just a second about email service providers. There is a lot of, of information on the internet about email service providers, and there's a ton of different service providers out there. But I want to just recommend for you, if you are just getting started with building an email list and with email marketing in general, that you start with MailChimp. It's pretty easy to use. It has all the features that you need for a basic, smallish list. And it's totally free for you to use up to 2,000 contacts, which will take you a little while to get there. There's a reason that so many bloggers and coaches recommend other platforms like MailerLite or ConvertKit. These are both great platforms, but they also offer affiliate programs. So the blogger or the coach that's recommending ConvertKit or MailerLite is getting a kickback affiliate commission for recommending them. Again, I don't think that that it's a bad thing. I don't think affiliate marketing is a bad thing. I don't think either one of those platforms are a bad thing. But it's overkill 
for what you need if you are just getting started with an email list. And I want to be transparent with that because there are times that I recommend things that I get an affiliate commission for. But in this case, it is not a good service to you to recommend to you a service provider that you have to pay $20 or $30 a month to use when you don't have an email list at all and you're brand new and just getting started. Again, I don't think those are bad platforms. I actually use ConvertKit and like it a lot for my Creative Mom Boss mailing list, but that is many thousands more people than I use for my shop, and those are just far beyond what you need as a brand new beginner for an email list for your Etsy shop. Okay, so back to building a list. After I decided to just go ahead and scrap my nursery printable project and go with that 10% off coupon, I set up a link that went to a landing page in MailChimp for people to opt into. I then created a shorter link to go to that landing page because it was a really long MailChimp uh, address thing. So I went to bit.ly, which is B-I-T dot L-Y. And then from there, I I created a bit.ly link that was a lot shorter. And I promoted that bit.ly link anywhere that I was promoting my shop. I also, and this is really key in in terms of getting people to opt in from your Etsy shop, I put the link in the description of every single one of my items. I wrote something along the lines of, monogram nursery gifts are super fun. Want to know what else is fun? Saving money. Sign up now for the Insiders Club to receive 10% off of your first order. And then I included that bit.ly link in there where they could copy and paste. So Etsy will not make that link clickable because it's outside of the Etsy platform. So it's not a hyperlink, but people can copy and paste that link to take them to that landing page where they can sign up. That's a deterrent for people to sign up because it's all these extra steps that they have to take. But if they do, they get that 10% off immediately. So it just depends on how much they want that discount. I also included a graphic in each one of my listings as one of my 10 pictures that are included in the listing that gave those same details. It was a little more concise, but it said something like, want 10% off? Sign up for the Insiders Club. See description for link. And then I also included the link on the graphic, but obviously because it's a graphic, you can't copy and paste it. So that's why I sent them to the description so that they could copy and paste it and put it into their browser. So that's how I got people to sign up. And then from there, I created an automatic sequence in MailChimp that would send them the coupon code as soon as they signed up. They could input the code then into the promotional code box on Etsy, and they would get the 10% off of their order right then. And because they'd gotten that 10% off, I knew that they had signed up for the email list. And that was effective. But then where do you go from there? A lot of times people get really lost after that. What kind of emails do you send from there? And how do you actually use that list to grow your brand rather than just giving 10% off and being done with it? Because let's face it, if all you're doing is giving 10% off and then you never email that person again and you never do anything with that email list, you're actually only really benefiting your customer. You're not really benefiting your business because they got 10% off and you never did anything else with it. I would highly recommend after they receive that immediate opt-in coupon that you have what's called a welcome sequence that they are automatically subscribed to on your list within your email service provider. That coupon can actually be included in the welcome sequence because the first email in the sequence will be set to go out immediately. So you can just make that first email the coupon and then have three or four additional welcome sequence emails. 
In MailChimp to do this, you click on new campaign, then email, then automated, and then welcome new subscribers, and then onboarding sequence. From there, it sets up four automatic emails that you'll then have to go in and edit and actually write, and that they will be sent automatically to your email list once those subscribers are opted in. Now, I know I went through that really super fast, so I do have a PDF that kind of shows the walkthrough of all of these steps and a rundown of what to include in every single email. So you can download that at laurenkeplinger.com slash 015. A lot of people really struggle to know what to write or how to address their email list because it's super uncomfortable to them and they feel like probably nobody is really that interested in what they have to say. I would recommend in that first email with the coupon code, you also include other information to sort of set the expectation of what's to come for your customers. It should include things like how many emails they'll be receiving to start off with and how often you email your list after that. For example, maybe like you'll be receiving two more emails from us over the course of the next week to introduce you to our brand and our story. And then after that, we typically send an email once a week to update you on upcoming promotions, new products, and giveaways, or something along those lines. For the initial coupon email, I'd also include a graphic. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, but I would make your coupon look more special than just having the coupon word in bold, like the coupon code word in bold. You can create a coupon graphic in Canva that will be good enough to suffice and give the email just a little bit more pizzazz than just having those words. About two to three days later, it's a good idea to send another email to the new subscriber, introducing yourself and your brand to them. Now, I am not all about personal branding in my Etsy shop. If you have ever followed my Etsy shop or looked at my Etsy shop or my Instagram for my Etsy shop, I tend to stay more behind the scenes and I don't really make my shop super personal. However, I think it's a good idea to put a little bit of you in there. What's your name? Where do you live? How did you get started doing this? What made you inspire to create these products or to open this shop? But you also want to make sure that you're presenting this information in a way that serves the customer. Why should they care about this? Why should they care about your story and care about why you started? This email should introduce your brand in a way that allows them to see how they fit into that brand story and they fit into those products. For example, let's say that you create Montessori toys for kids and that's what you sell in your Etsy shop. Obviously, the people that are buying those specific types of toys have values that are in line with your same values because it's a pretty specific niche. So while you're telling your shop story and how you got started selling on Etsy, be sure to include why that matters to them and how that shop serves to fill that need in their life and serves to fill that void in the marketplace of what they're looking for to buy. A couple of days after that email goes out, I would send another one inviting them to connect with you. Tell them where you hang out online, link to your social media accounts, particularly whatever your top or your favorite social media account is, which normally is Facebook or Instagram for most people. Tell them why they should follow you. What do you do there that should entice them to follow you or what kind of benefit are they getting from it? Do you post behind the scenes pictures of your business? Do you post freebies and giveaways? Do you give them the ability to vote on upcoming projects that you're working on? Do you do free downloads 
or do you show them how to use the product? Again, always keep in mind how they're benefiting from these posts. Why should they follow you? Why should they say stay subscribed to this list? Because it is, with email marketing, extremely easy for people to sign up for the coupon and then immediately unsubscribe. So you want to make sure that you're adding some kind of value to their life and what they're looking for, that they're going to stick around to stay invested in what you have to say. A few days after that third email goes out, I do the last email in your welcome sequence, the fourth email. This one should be more of a getting to know your customer type of email. And your focus in writing this should be getting them to reply to your email and tell them a little bit, tell you a little bit about themselves. This is super valuable if you offer more than one collection in your shop and you want to be able to segment your lists into different interests within your group. Say you sell dog toys and baby toys or dog clothes and baby clothes. And you want to be able to segment out who's shopping for dog things and who's shopping for baby things. It's also valuable if you have two main groups of people buying your products. Say you have some people buying your products as gifts for other people, and then you have some people buying it as a gift for themselves. The way of marketing to those two groups of people is different. So it's helpful to know who is buying what so that when you write future emails, you can target those people more effectively. When I was doing a lot more email marketing for my shop, Funky Monkey Children, I segmented out the people who were buying for themselves, the people who were buying for their grandchildren, because I'm selling baby stuff, and the people who are buying as gifts for baby showers. That allowed me to be able to market more effectively because there's things that grandparents are more likely to buy than actual parents. And there's things that people are more likely to buy for a friend than they are for themselves. So I was able to target those people more effectively when I had them segmented into different groups. But you have to be able to talk to your customers to know kind of what that, where they fall in that and where they segment out. After that welcome sequence is complete, they should then get added into your regular rotation of emails that go out. This could be once a week, once every other week, or once a month. The frequency doesn't matter as much, of the, although, of course, more frequent is great, but it's important to set an expectation so that you're not just like randomly emailing them at random intervals or sudden spurts. I would recommend a once a month email to start off with until you get more comfortable and you have more ideas about the kind of things that your email list is interested in and what kind of things they respond well to. And then I would try to increase the frequency to every other week or even every week. And remember, these emails don't always have to be sales or coupons. It does not always have to have a financial incentive attached to it. They can be new products, showcasing positive reviews, showing off a new collection, including in-use photos that your customers have sent in with permission, of course, or just like a did you see this kind of email where you send out a product picture of an older product that maybe is related to something else that you've talked about recently. There is a ton of options out there, so don't worry so much about coming up with brand new content or brand new products or sales and discounts and giving money off every single time you email them. You just want to showcase your products and remind them that you're out there. Keep your brand in the front of their mind so that when they decide to buy something or when they're ready to buy a gift or buy something for themselves, you have been in the forefront of their mind and your shop name is recognizable to them. 
I hope that this episode has been really helpful to you. If you are on the fence about starting an email list or you have a baby email list that hasn't really gotten any traction or you haven't really done anything with it, Again, if you're wanting that flow chart of how to set up that automation and the step-by-step of what to include in each email in that welcome sequence, you can head over to laurenkeplinger.com slash 015 for that PDF download. If you're looking for more input or you need some more help with your email list or you have more questions, as always, we would love to have you join us over in the Etsy Roadmap free Facebook group. And you can find that link at laurenkeplinger.com slash Facebook. And we would love to have you join the conversation with the around 900 or so people that are already in that group. That is all I have to say about email lists for now, but I will see you back here next Monday, same time, same place. Bye for now.